The Exit Road Podcast. This is a place where you can learn about tools, techniques, modalities, uh, experts that that will have on your team as you look toward exiting your company, uh, your business into a great retirement. And we define a great retirement as one in which you are exiting your company when you want, with the money that you want, and um, a, a purpose for your retirement so that you're doing the things you want to do with the people that you want to do them. Uh, I'm Frank Warren. I am the Associate Director of Seabrook Wessex uh, Exit Planning and uh, Business Succession Advisors. We're based in uh, South Carolina, but we are happy to, uh, and our primary focus has been the United States and Canada, uh, but uh, we are uh, looking for uh, opportunity to expand uh, into um, other places, particularly Australia and New Zealand, uh, during uh, sometime during 2022-2023. Uh, so if you think that we might be able to help you, and you, even if you're not in any of those places, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can reach us in the United States uh, at our uh, uh, Johns Island, South Carolina number, which is 843 of course, that's one. Where our country code is one, eight four three nine four one five one three two. You can also uh, contact us through our website, uh, seabrookwessex.com. That's all one word: s e a b r o o k w e s s e x dot com. And uh, feel free to. Um, uh, to reach us directly by email, uh, info at seabrookwessex.com. Um, we're moving uh, farther into uh, Q4 2021, and uh, I mentioned in our previous episode that um, uh, we were going to take our remaining episodes for the year and uh, primarily emphasize uh, some tips to take us into the next year. Uh, the first thing uh, of those uh, tips and ideas that I want to share with you, really when you get down to it, is something that you probably should have started um, uh, early, to mid la- uh, early to mid this past summer, and that is uh, starting your planning for 2022. And um, um, we, we, I think that a great way to, if you haven't done it, Better late than never. It's, you're not too late to accomplish some things, but um, we think that by starting in, t- um, in the early to mid-summer when uh, you're thinking about your planning for the following year, that um, it also gives you some time to start uh, executing and implementing um, on, on your plans because there may be some, some things that you just don't want to wait till that line is crossed at uh, uh, on New Year's Day. It, it, it may be better to go ahead and and uh, start implementing some things so that uh, you can have things up and running. Um, but uh, I, I would suggest if you've not done this, to take some time uh, and get away if you can. Um, and in fact, uh, this will be something that we'll probably want to talk about later because one of the things we emphasize at, uh, at uh, Seabrook Wessex is this idea of, of transforming your company into a... Um, into a self-managing enterprise, um, one that doesn't require you to be present all the time for things to run well and for growth to happen, for clients to be and customers to be served. 
but um, uh, it would be a good investment to take a long weekend, if you uh, if you would, and get away, disconnect. Don't check your email. Don't check your texts. Um, and um, really think about what, uh, where you're, where you are right now in the totality of your life, and uh, what you want to accomplish over the next uh, over the next year. And um, so the. Um, uh, if you're not able to do a full-blown get-out-of-dodge retreat, then think about doing a mini-retreat. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, think about getting away from uh, the office on a Saturday um, or a, even on a Friday and just you know, go to a, a Starbucks or someplace where, um, where you can be undisturbed, let everybody know that you're not to be disturbed, and um, and just just think think about um, uh, you know what's going on with you personally. Think about uh, things that you would like to do or uh, or accomplish to make life better for the people that you love, and um, uh, what your business should be uh, should be looking like. And uh, uh, and then set um, uh, you know set yourself a um, an annual goal. Um, there's a, um, a great tool that uh, Strategic Coach, uh, Dan Sullivan, uh, is the founder of Strategic Coach. Uh, they have a tool called the One Year Planner. And um, it wouldn't be a bad idea to set out um, no more than 10 things that you want to accomplish over the next year in various parts of your life. And, uh, and then to set quarterly objectives out for them. And we think that, the, that a great way really to do your planning is to, the first step is to, to set an annual goal, then to, um, in this case, do your, um, uh, set out your quarterly objectives and plan for, uh, for Q1 2022. And then after you've done that, um, look at where you want to be three years from now. Um, and that's the order that I do them. You don't necessarily have to do it that way. You may want to do the three-year uh, uh, outlook first. And, w- and with the three-year outlook, I suggest thinking about it a little bit differently. I mentioned Dan Sullivan earlier. Um, Dan has been a huge blessing and encouragement to me. Uh, he and his uh, wife, Babs Smith, over the years. Uh, Dan, um, Dan suggests that you ask yourself a question. And this is really not a bad idea to ask anybody that you're um, contacting uh, or engaging with the uh, first time for any business purposes. Uh, but ask yourself this question. If you were sitting where you are right now, three years from now, um, uh, today is the, uh, the 9th of November uh, 2021. So, if, uh, so ask yourself if you were uh, sitting in the exact same location on uh, November the 9th, uh, 2024, and you answer this question in the past tense, what has happened between 2011 and, two, uh, excuse me, 2021 and 2024 to cause you to be happy um, uh, personally or professionally with the results? And, um, uh, and, and, and be as detailed as you, as you want to be. 
Um, you're, you're describing this in the past tense as if, as if it's already happened. And that's going to help you to lay out what your goals should be for, the, for three years because you've already envisioned what it looks like. It's not just to, uh, gee, this is something I would like to have happen. This is something that in my heart is a reality. And what you're, uh, what you're doing is taking it from being a, uh, uh, from being a uh, merely a mental reality to, to uh, being a, a physical reality. And if you need some help uh, on how to do that, feel free to contact us. We'll, I'll be happy to, uh, to share some ideas uh, with you. Um, so this is the time where you really do want to start doing that. And then once you have done that, particularly on the business side, um, uh, any, anybody who you would consider to be a stakeholder in the, um, in the outcome of your goals and your plans you need to communicate with them what it is that you're wanting to achieve. And um, uh, it may be more important not to ask so much how you're going to do something as much as it is to ask who needs to be on board with you to make something happen. Um, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes we feel like we have to do everything ourselves. And I know that um, with a previous business that I had a number of years ago, um, I felt like um, if, if anybody was going to get something done, it had to be me. You know, and that's a, that's a terrible place to be in your business, uh, to, to think that, that, um, that your business literally cannot do without you. Because then, you're, then if for some reason you, well, let's say you can track COVID-19 and you're on an event and you're out of commission for months, maybe forever, um, the value of your company then plummets. So what you want to do is to make sure that you um, that you have people, um, the who's, who know how to do what needs to be done so that you don't have to worry about that, so that your business has a value uh, outside of itself. And if there's a particular thing that you need to do to uh, either on a personal basis or on a business basis to make some improvements, um, who ask yourself who can help you. And if you don't know who can help you, ask yourself who can help you to find who can help you? Um, I guess I'm asking you to be like um, like Horton, the elephant in the Dr. Seuss book. Uh, Horton hears a who. Um, you do want to find uh, who who the who is that's going to help you to do the particular thing that needs to be done. Um, and you don't have to do it all yourself. You do want to reach a place where um, you're zeroing in on those things that you love to do in your business. Um, that um, uh, that have the, the, the that you can do to have the biggest benefit, uh, the biggest impact on the pot, on the bottom line, and then uh, delegate everything else that is not your genius to some to other people. Uh, uh, delegate those things that are their genius. Um, if you do that, you're going to have a whole lot better result and a, and a more efficient and faster result. So. Um, uh, so give that some uh, strong consideration as you uh, as you look at uh, at moving forward. Something else I want to talk to uh, talk with you about too. Um, this is the time of year where you need to be doing your last performance review um, for the year. Most of us operate on a calendar year, um, <coughs> but uh, even if you don't operate on a calendar year, I suggest before you go into the holiday season. Um, 
that it, it is a good idea to um, um, to do uh, performance reviews. And the way that I see that I see performance reviews is a little different. Uh, the late Jack Walsh used to talk about the performance review when it first started becoming a popular tool in, in American business. Well, they really weren't worth the paper that uh, they were printed on because um, uh, people just asked pro forma questions and, and as long as it wasn't anything burning down the woods, then, um, then you know, everybody just kind of went along um, uh, you know, happy as clams. And that made things a little bit difficult because if it turned out that you needed to let somebody go, then they might really be blindsided because they didn't realize, A, that there was a problem, and B, whether or not there was some way to correct the problem. So uh, I suggest that using a performance review as, uh, as a coaching tool is a much better way to, um, to conduct it and a much better way to manage people. So really, um, and I know some HR people are going to cringe when they hear me say this, but, the, um, but I would suggest to you that uh, using a, um, um, a medium to large size um, uh, note card and go into the meeting uh, with your uh, team member uh, with uh, three things that... Um, up to three things that you really like that you want to see continued and would like to see more of and then um, go in with three things that um, where that person may be falling short or needs to make some improvements and it's really important that you are clear um, about where improvements need to be made Um, you want to you want to coach the uh, coach and draw out the best that you can in your people. That's what good management um, really is, and it's a much more um, uh, much more human, much more compassionate way to to approach things. And, and obviously, it's not good for your company if you're not getting the best that you could get uh, out of your people. But also, if there's something that is, um, as you're looking at your people, if there's something that that somebody is is really lagging on um, you ha- having them stay with the company for a long period of time is not going to help you and it's not going to help them so um, you know, it's like what um, uh, you know Pareto's law the 80-20 principle <clears throat> um, Jack Walsh had a modification on that and yes I've heard all the jokes about Neutron Jack and that was something that he found really hurtful because it really wasn't the approach that he was was taking it would not normally have taken if uh, things had not been as uh, bad as they were when he wound up uh, assuming the helmet at GE but one of the things that Jack found was that you had um, 20% of, of the people in the organization who were really excellent and they were excelling um, at their jobs and uh, and making things happen and then you had 70% that were in the, in the middle. They were doing an above average job, um, but, um, uh, and, and, they, and they needed to stay around so that they could be uh, coached and improved. And then you had the people at the back end, uh, that, that last 
who for some reason just weren't getting it. And sometimes that they're just not getting it because nobody's bothered to really look at what they're doing and to help them. Um, so um, if you do have a, an individual where their performance is not where it needs to be, um, then let them know what the problem is and then uh, brainstorm with them on how to make improvements so that they can maybe move into that 70% and maybe later on move into the 10%. And that's not an impossible thing at all. Um, and then what you do after that is to um, get with them uh, during the, that uh, next quarter and see how they're doing. And if the improvement is not, is not showing, if, it, if it's not heading in the right direction, then it's time to let them know that, that, that you're going to make a change. Um, I would suggest not springing that on them. I would suggest uh, that you uh, let them know during the performance review that uh, while this is a possibility if, if, um, if improvement is not made, that um, that's not what you envision happening, that you don't want to see happening. You want to see them succeed and benefit inside the organization and, and have the organization benefit from, uh, from their presence. Um, but that said, um, you don't want to be in a position that I found myself in several years ago with one of the businesses that I owned <coughs> where um, um, I had a, a, a problematic assistant. And um, there is an adage that you should hire slowly, but fire quickly. Well, I had lost an assistant uh, after my, um, uh, my daughter was born. And um, because her mother, <laughs> her mother was my, uh, uh, was my, uh, my assistant. It really was the family business. And so um, um, I um, was kind of flailing. I hired one assistant who immediately came to me and, and, and said, listen, I really think I'm going to make a major career change. I hate doing this to you. Uh, I'll stay if you want me to. And I thought, oh, my gosh, she doesn't want to stay here. Uh, the last thing I want is somebody in my organization that really doesn't want to be there. So um, um, I then uh, hired uh, someone else who was with me for, for a good period of time. But um, uh, she also decided that she was going to make a career change. Well, uh, again, flailing around, I um, found someone who was working with, a, uh, with an insurance-related company in, uh, in our state, and I was able to convince her to come to work for me uh, rather quickly. And um, when she got there, um, I realized that in the, <coughs> excuse me, in the interview process, I'd not done a very good job of, uh, of being circumspect and looking for things that were going to be a problem in our business. Um, uh, her uh, grammar was, uh, turned out not to be very good. Uh, her written skills were not that great. Her, her attention to customer service and detail was excellent, unexcelled by anybody that has ever worked for me. But... It was the other things that were proving to, to be a drag. And then, unfortunately, there was one place where there was something that needed to be done in a very time-critical way, and it didn't happen. 
Well, um, what I should have done before this happened was to um, let her go quickly uh, and not keep her to the point where things got worse and worse and worse. Um, and instead, um, this last thing happened, and uh, and I just I went postal. I had uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't shooting any guns or anything, but I was I made it very clear to her in no uncertain terms that I was not a happy camper. And um, the there there might have even been some ways to salvage the situation and to to draw some stuff out of her uh, that would have been. Um, uh, acceptable and, uh, and and helpful, but unfortunately, the good stuff that this lady had going for her were completely canceled out by the by the stuff that was a problem. And this last particular thing, which was a a gross error that um, was just inexcusable, um, meant that the way that that I um, uh, that we ended our employer-employee relationship was not as clean and um, and not as considerate as it probably should have been. And that was my fault. And I'll tell you something. I, I think that when you're talking about developing your talent, that you, um, and, and managing your talent, um, you have to take responsibility. If you find that you're having to fire somebody, Many times it's because you've not done what you needed to do to manage them well. And management doesn't mean telling people what to do. Uh, a, a great manager is a great leader, and he he or she is walking with that that team member, um, uh, helping them to learn and to develop and to grow, um, and making sure that they have a, a passion for what. Uh, your vision and mission for your uh, for your organization is. So uh, I leave you with those two things today. Um, I hope you uh, um, uh, get into a uh, um, uh, to a nice little mini retreat and um, do some really really great planning and thinking and get everybody on board. And that uh, also that you start a process of um, uh, of performance reviews that mean something and it will actually help your business to, to grow. Um, uh, have a great rest of your week, and uh, keep having fun on the road to world domination. I'm Frank Warren. Thanks.